Hello, welcome to Gen Z Money. I'm Glenn James. Today, we're going to have a chat to Lily and about her unconventional gap year. Hey, Lily, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for coming in today for a bit of a chat. That's right. I wanted to talk to you because we ran into each other the other day uh, and you were saying about your plans after finishing school and you started uni and things changed. Yeah. And I want to just chat to you about what you're doing at the moment and because mm-hmm. you kind of had a bit of a gap year after, after starting two, university. Yeah. yeah. So, I was there for two years then I chose to have a gap. So when I was in year 12, I applied for early entry into Macquarie University through the Global Leaders Program. Right. And I think it's called something different now, but like it's still a similar program. But so I applied for a Bachelor of Social Science majoring in anthropology, which I was like, oh, right on my alley. I love reading about it. I love like just learning about human behavior and interactions and everything like that. So it was kind of like a natural, cool, this is for me, let's do it. And I was excited to like get into it. And then after two years of being there, I was like, I'm still enjoying it, but I'm just kind of falling out of love with it. Yeah. And I didn't want to lose that passion. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let's have a gap year and like work, earn money, travel, see the world, just get out there and try new things to see why it's changed, like yeah. why my thoughts have changed around uni. So let's press rewind for a sec. Mm-hmm. You're doing your HSC. Yep. So you could apply for university to get in at the same time and start or straight after year 12? How did that work? Straight after year 12, I had to go into it. So how do they do that? Like, so with um, the UAI or the admission index yeah are there some courses did you get a special exemption because of the leadership program so I had to only apply for what I wanted to do and like I had an interview based on that so mine wasn't like a face-to-face interview or a core interview it was just like a written exam right right and then I was accepted based on that so I found out that I was accepted into Macquarie University before I sat the HSC exam. Wow. Okay, cool. So, (laughs) and that's interesting because growing up, did you kind of have in your mind that I've got to leave school, then go to university and then get a job and then life just happens? Like what was your view of the world? And because there's actually no rules in life, we just have these social constructs that are heading over our head. Yeah. So that are hanging over our head. So talk to me about your view. And then you talked about, you kind of fell out of love with Mm. this course. And that was after the second year. Yeah. Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm 21. So you're 21 now. You've done two years at university. Yeah. And you're like, I need a a break. So (laughs) what did you do last year? So last year I left and I had a passion about working with kids because I had a real good experience at high school. Like I loved high school. I loved my teachers. I love learning and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, like I love working with kids. I love playing with my nieces and nephews. Cool. So I applied for a summer camp in Canada. Right. And so I was a counselor for three months over in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So you've basically, you've almost just completely 
<laughs> finish school, did university, and yeah. then go, oh, hang on, I actually do need a gap year. Yeah. So you've had your gap year, is what I'm getting at, yeah. halfway through university to kind of work out what you want to do long term. Yeah. So I didn't have like the plan that it will change my mind, but it just did. So mm. now that like I'm looking back into going into university this year, I've changed my whole degree wow. to based around like a bachelor of education secondary. Yeah, cool. And this is what like if you've heard any of my other podcasts, the reason I've kind of got Lil on today is just to have the discussion that you might not know what you want to do as soon as you finish year 12. Yeah. You might not what know what you want to do as soon as you do two years of university. Yeah. And if I could have a bit of a rant before when we're walking to get coffee before, I'm reading this book called The 12 Rules for Life uh, by Jordan Peterson. He's a polarizing psychologist, so whatever. Mm. But in the book, he mentioned like people have this mindset when they're 18 years old is, oh, I've just got to earn money so I can retire at age 40. Yeah. But they're like, well, if you're age 40, that's cool. But you've got an 18 year old making a decision for a 40 year old. Yeah. You might not. You're well, going to be a like, different person. Well, with like anthropology, I was like, cool. Don't know what it is. Sounds interesting though. Sounds like I'm smart. <laughs> like, mm. and then I looked into it more, but I didn't know really, like when I was picking those courses for early entry, I was like, cool. I know I want to apply, but what do I apply for? Yeah. So I d- still didn't have like that passion and like humans and interactions, I guess is a part of working with kids. So that aspect I was really really into it but then in my second year where I had to do a bit more of like different kind of courses that add up to your degree I was like maybe the whole picture is not what I was after all along so I never really had that mindset of like I need to go to uni I need to get a job like a good career whatever until it was maybe like year 11 yeah so before then I I really didn't know that I wanted to go to uni in the first place. Yeah. And you know what? I think society is so changed. Like if you look at our parents and our grandparents, they're all this mindset of you've got the one job forever and then you retire and do nothing. Yeah. Where I think if we just focus on doing what we enjoy, I think the rest will take care of itself because if you do what you like, you can just keep doing it. Yeah. And going back to that book reference, it's like we don't want the... 17 year old lily making a decision for the 25 year old lily yeah because as we grow and get older we change Mm. and i guess one of the reasons why um you're also on here is just to encourage other people in a similar situation if you are doing a degree and you don't like it it's okay to stop yeah it's okay to have a break it's okay to go to canada for a year yeah and what i didn't realize is how flexible it would be Mm. like all you need to do is I know, push a few buttons into your computer and research like how possible it is because Mm. all I did was just defer and I was just one click. So I was like, I knew that I wasn't ready for uni for my third year. I knew I had to kind of get out because it was starting to like overwhelm Mm. my life and my work as well. So like I had to stop working for a bit to just get on top of uni because as I said before, like it wasn't courses that I thought I'd be doing in the second year. Mm. So I had to focus a lot more energy on it, which I had to like, yeah, slow down my working, which I enjoyed doing. So 
I think that's why I was a bit angry at uni as well because it was making me change a few things I didn't want to change. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what are your plans now? So you've, you want to do the education degree or whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, is your goal to be a secondary school teacher, primary school teacher? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to, what do you want to do in four years time? What does the Lily that you can envisage look like? (laughs) So I would love to work at a high school, but not necessarily as a teacher. Like I would love to use that as my stepping stones to get to where I want to be. But what I eventually want to get at is to be like a wellbeing head at a school. Yes. So I can help guide and work with kids on a more like personal level to help them get to where they want to go So almost like not a, like a school counsellor. Yeah. People are going to a school counsellor if they've got issues. I guess you want to be in that role, but almost um, to stop people getting issues maybe. Yeah, to help them like the two directions, right? So like when I was in high school, I had this one girl in the year above me that was just doing all the right things. Like she was, you know, in Max Potential, which is a program that I ended up joining and like represented Australia at the Global Young Leaders Conference in America, which I ended up doing in China the year after. So I was looking at what she was doing and I could see that she had such a positive influence on everything that she kind of Mm. did. Mm. So when she was like, oh, like I want to apply for uni, I was like, cool, like how did you do that? Because I really want to get to where you're doing, but I found it difficult because of the things I was... Committed to. yeah, Yeah, at school as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what I think's impressive about you, Lily, is you're not, you don't do life in a passive way, which means you're active yeah. and you were doing something. And because how many people do we know they'll do something even though they don't like it? Yeah. But you're active to go, you know what? Not liking this, but I've got a plan. I'm going to take you off. I'm going to go to Canada. I'm going to design the life the way I want it. Yeah. And if you are listening, like be empowered to do that and you can do anything you want. And I say this all the time, but as long as you don't get pregnant, get someone else pregnant, end up in prison or get on hard drugs, everything, you'll be able to do whatever you want. Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody who is in year 12 at the moment and is wondering what to do with their life? Well, my first point of contact was the careers advisor. So like not many people use the resources available at schools. Mm. So the teachers and the careers advisors were really like instrumental in what I wanted to do. And they were like helping me guide, like guide me through that because they could see what I was passionate about. They could see like what I wanted to end up doing. So they will help me get there. So Mm. my advice would be just to use those resources Mm. as well and just like don't be afraid to like put your hand up for things and like say yes to opportunities that come your way because like when I was in year 12 I was um asked to be a part of this like um like a public speaking contest with the Lions Club it's like a youth of the year kind of competition so I could have said like no I'm in year 12 like I need to just focus and <laughs> like study or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And study. And instead I was like, okay, like I'm after like any experience I could get, like whether it be leadership and be, you know, public speaking, which I hated mm. in school and to just be like, yeah, this will help me get to where I want to go. 
eventually, whether it be just gaining confidence through the five minute speech I had to do in front of hundreds of people, like it will get you. So your, I guess your view from what you're saying, you're, I think you're active to life. So you happen to life. You don't Mm. let life happen to you. You will not be shy for a challenge that puts yourself out of, puts yourself out of your comfort zone. I just want, I wrote down China just as a Mm. funny thing. (laughs) Tell everyone what happened when you went to China by yourself. So I was 18. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just me and this other girl who were representing Australia for this global young leaders conference, which I was so excited for. I was like, oh, yes. Like I get to just meet other people my age. I get to like interact with other people from around different countries. So I rock up at the airport at Beijing and hand them my visa and they denied me entry into China. So I was deported back onto a plane to Hong Kong to sort out my visa and like wait over 24 hours to get it, book a hotel room all by myself. And um, yeah, was wow. treated a bit like a criminal. I was like, what is this? I'm 18. Wow. I can't even do anything without my mum. Yeah. <laughs> like, and did you have like, could you contact your mum to tell her you're no. okay? Wow. So I could not call anyone until I was in Hong Kong deported. Wow. So the girl who was with me traveling, she had my baggage as well. And she contacted her mum, which contacted my mum to sort all this out. So she knew by the time I went to Hong Kong, but I didn't know if she would or not. And um, little did I know she was, yeah, hysterical. And like everyone was on my side. So like before I even touched down in Hong Kong, my friend, like the girl in the year above me, Maddie, she was looking for like the closest embassy to visit. She was helping me with that kind of stuff. My mom was looking at hotel rooms, like what I needed to do to like get myself back on my feet. But like the thing is, they're in Australia. Like there's so much that they can do and so much that I could do. So yeah. like that was a really big part in my growth as like an independent young yeah. woman. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are you doing now? So for work, did you work uh, part-time through university? Yeah. So I was part-time the whole way through the two years at uni um, at like a hotel which I loved doing but it was just really long hours Mm, mm. so when I finished uni I was like when I like chose to defer I was like okay this is what I want to do I'm going to go to Canada but that was like mid-year so that was like three months in the middle of the year that I had a plan for but the rest of the year I did not have a plan for so I was like okay like I can continue working but the thing is I wanted a job that could kind of give me an insight as to what I wanted to get out of the gap year. So I applied to work as like a school learning support officer yeah. at the high school that I went to. Oh, so wow. Was that weird? It was so weird, but yeah. um, I loved every part of it and I'm still working there currently. So yeah, yeah it's really, really good like thing that I did to kind so of put myself out there. Let's like, when you did the first two years of uni and you're like, I'm not vibing this, mm. I need a gap year from uni, which is weird because most people do a gap year before uni. Yeah. So you're weird. Okay. Yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> so let's talk about people in your life. So mm. w- what did you feel like when you're like, oh, I'm not liking this? Did you have the discussion with um, your parents or siblings yeah. or like did you not and just do the decision talk us through the people in your life was there anyone who 
maybe friends or other workers or you're yeah. like, I'm pulling out of uni and they're like, what? It's the end of the world. <laughs> it's like, what was that like for you? Well, it was like, there was a few people who I did talk to initially and that was my family and they could tell that I was stuck in a bit of a rut. Mm. So I feel like they could have easily been not as supportive if I wasn't so in need of a gap year. Yeah. So they could tell that it would benefit me. It would, you know, shed light on, I don't know, a hard kind of time. So they're like, okay, cool. Mm. That's fine. Get yourself out there, travel. So the first thing I did when I chose to defer, because I went to uni for three weeks yes. at the start of the year before, because I didn't know that I was accepted to work in Canada. Ah. So I wanted to make sure I was good to go before I deferred uni. Yeah. So So if you weren't good to go, would you do you think in hindsight you would have just sucked it up and finished the degree? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So if I got a rejection letter from my workplace in Canada, I would have taken that as like a sign yep. to be like, just stick it out. Yep. Just, you know, suck it up. So I'm just going to write down, because I want to ask you another question, but was there anyone in your life when you told them that you wanted to ditch uni and maybe change degrees, mm-hmm. that that's a bad idea? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So the people who I went to uni with, Yes. So the friends that I made in my courses, they weren't like, oh my gosh, that's the worst decision ever. Like, don't do that. They were more just like, oh, like, it would just take you longer. Like, are you prepared for that? Like, are you, like, more those type of questions that actually did make me think, but then I was like, oh. Well, I think it's good to be challenged, but Mm. I guess only you know what you know. Like, yeah. you know that this wasn't for you and you've got other plans. And I think yeah. the life experiences you get by having the gap year and being mm. intentional, um, I think it, nothing's ever wasted. Yeah. So, I think they could tell that how confident I was as well that I was serious yeah. about it. Because I think, yeah, deep down, Lily wanted to work with people. So, you're like, oh, I'll do anthropology. Yeah. So, what's... so? Okay, sweet. So, I know like plumbers, I know hairdressers, I know cafe owners, I know this. I don't know any anthropologists. Yes. So, it's... It's, it's, a, it's interesting because yeah. I'm sure there's probably not many jobs in that field. No. So not like locally, yeah. especially. And like I mean, do you have to go I to love a, being local. Like I love, you know our area. Our area. Like yeah. it would it would have been hard to stick with it and just know at the back of my head, this is not where I'm gonna end up. Like I'm gonna I might end up in Thailand for three years. I might end up doing a, a study in like yeah. <laughs> like some random part of China, like but I liked that thought. But then again, it's just not. Could you put any me. credits from the first two years into the next degree? Yeah, but yeah. not as many as what I would have hoped. But yeah, that's whatever. just a decision that I kind of had to be okay yeah. with. And I just transfer. think like, again, the main reason for doing this is to chat with, you know, we've got a live fish out of the water into the boat. <laughs> like you know, yeah. if you don't like something in your life. Press pause, have a bit of a rethink, yeah. make sure you've got good people around you, make sure that you've got a plan yeah. and don't run from something, run to something. Yeah. And that's what you did. Yeah. Like you wasn't like, I hate this and I'm just going to go home and sit down and do nothing. You're like, no, I'm going to do the summer camp. I'm going to then work yeah. in the high school and be a, like a teacher's aide or whatever that yeah. type of role is. And I think it's great and nothing is ever wasted. 
and you, what you'll do, you'll be somewhere in your career and something will come up and you're like, oh, I remember studying that in the first year of uni. Yeah. Like it will happen. Well, that's why I was like, okay, with so many of the decisions that I was making in my gap year, like I loved that I went overseas and mm. I loved that I was working in a place that I have never been before with random people. Like I did not know anyone going to Canada, mm. but I ended up making like so many amazing friends and met so many great people that inspired me to be like, okay, anthropology is great and you can use that in aspects of what you want to do later, but just change it all. Mm, totally. Well, Lily, have you got any other final words of wisdom to somebody who's 20 years old listening and wondering what to do with their life? Oh, if you don't have a plan already, that's okay. But like sit down and have a think about like what makes you happy and run with it. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's dig down deeper because I, yes. that word happy. Yeah. I think it's an interesting word because we do need a level of happiness. Mm. So obviously, like looking back, you said you're you love locally where we live, yeah. or your family live local. Mm -hmm. That makes you happy, right? Yes. Being around your family. If we dig down, you value family and relationships. Yes, a hundred percent. So is that as your rock bottom, as in cornerstone or whatever you want to call it? That's one of your values. Yeah, so definitely. I think you being in sync with your values, the byproduct is happiness and contentment. Would yeah. that be a fair thing? Yeah. So maybe that's a, an exercise. If someone's thinking, I don't know what to do. Like, did you have a journal and write stuff down? Or, yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't like write inspirational quotes no. or anything. I just wrote down bits and pieces about my day. Mm. Like, and when I was stuck in a bit of a rut, every day I noted like, what I did mm. so I saw that there was a pattern mm. starting to form and those kind of things that like I noticed that were you know not making me as happy as what I was at the start of uni were things like I wasn't around my family as much and I wasn't around that source of inspiration mm. and yeah as you said like it's a you're not kind of in line with your values at that point of time so yeah because i think like if you did complete your degree and mm. you just did it because you had to and then oh, all right well i better get a job as an anthropologist and there's yeah. a role going in bloody i don't know taiwan or somewhere random mm. i'm like there's a high chance you wouldn't be happy because you're not doing anything that you actually value yeah which is being near your family yeah i didn't kind of realized the whole aspect of the degree as well so like if I had any advice as to anyone kind of who knows what they want to do and just look into it as well okay kind here's of a question know. did you talk to an anthropologist before no yeah no so one of my like lecturers and tutors um like were anthropologists but no one in my direct contact or i read a book by an anthropologist but Which is, yeah it's not kind of a good i don't know tell because i don't know what their values are so i don't know if they aligned with mine mm. so mm. you know like they might be fine with like being independent going out seeing the world like which i have no problem with doing mm. but like to make that commitment to go overseas like and not know when you're coming back i just at that point where I realized that I was like, okay, I can use aspects mm. of anthropology, but not be an anthropologist. Yeah. Now this is 
money podcast esque. Mm. And I've put you on the spot here, but yes. do you, when you went overseas, did you like get a loan? Did you get a credit card? No. All saved? All cash? saved. Yeah. So I got paid. I was smart yeah. <laughs> here. So I kind of was like, what's the best way to travel in my gap year to work? Yeah. <laughs> so I got paid from the summer camp that I was at for a few months and I got like a lump pay some like payment yeah. at the end like okay. oh, really? yeah wow. so that kind of funded the second half of my trip mm. so the first half all i need is really the initial flight over there yep and then all my accommodation and food were paid for so but good. whenever i have been in like on holidays in the past i've never really taken out a loan or got a credit card because yeah. i've always kind of relied on my own savings to get me there and i think that's like with in terms of our personal finances it's mostly about habits and behavior mm. so if you keep out of the habit of running to debt when you need to buy something it's just you'll always have more money than everyone else because you don't spend more than what you earn yeah and i think you appreciate stuff if you work for it and earn the money yourself rather yeah. than just because anyone can go and get a credit card if you're over 18 yeah like anyone can go get a loan and go on a holiday tomorrow anyone mm. well when i finished school and i had that like weird because you know how like you finish school and you don't start uni mm. until like the start of march or something yeah, crazy yeah. so when i first finished school i had three jobs and i kept those three jobs i think one week into university <laughs> then yeah. i dropped one yeah and so i had two jobs pretty much for the first year mm. of university. And then I kind of knew that some things had to change because I knew I could do better at uni. I knew I could get better grades. So I dropped another one of those jobs. Yeah. But um, yeah. And you're fortunate enough to live at home still. Yes. So do you have to pay any board or rent or contribute? Yeah. So yeah. I contribute in the way of like buying meals and cooking. Yeah, great. So well, it's a win -win. like a few nights a week, I would go get the groceries and make dinner which is like i'm learning how to cook because my mom's like an amazing cook so i've never really had to Shout do it out in the Kerry, past if you're listening Woo. what up Kez? <laughs> um so i've never really had to learn how to cook because i've always had these like amazing meals mm. put in front of me but to learn like some different techniques like i've just recently learned how to cook pork gyozas. i don't Very know proud what, of myself. i don't know what that is <laughs> like dumplings oh really <laughs> yeah oh i saw that on your insta the other day yeah. next time you make one text me i'm coming over to get one for sure <laughs> So, yeah. All right. Well, that's really been inspirational for me to hear how active you are with your life. Thank you so much for sharing your story Thank about you. how to have a gap year, Ooh. an unconventional gap year. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.